Welcome to the dynamic teaching of Pastor Nife Ibiemi, lead pastor of Love Dominion Assembly International. It is his vision to unveil the culture of Zion through the word and discipleship. Ready, set, grow. Edifying. So when you pray in tongues, you edify yourself. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We are living souls. We are living souls. Hebrews and chapter, um, Hebrews and chapters 11. We start from 11. Uh, by the way, I just want to say this. Um, you know, we have some of our materials uh, from some department, you know, from department, you know, on TikTok. Please do well to uh, interact with those TikTok uh, page. We have a page on TikTok. We have a page on Instagram. On Facebook, please do well to follow those pages. Um, you know, when you follow them, you see materials there. But more importantly, I have a reason why I'm emphasizing TikTok uh, because uh, TikTok has a as a way. It has such you know um, you know such a way that it reach. It has a wider reach audience. Okay, uh, just post something, you reach a lot of people, and the content that we post are such that We'll be able to you know, uh, reach out to uh, the growing Georgian youth and generally even other youth that are you know, that interact on that platform. All right. So we we hope that we'll not put you know um, the content that will be on that page will not be such that looks like an adult content. I mean, you know what I mean, adult content, not you know, not adult like plus eighteen. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> like I'm talking about old content, old people content. You know, old people. Yeah, age content. I mean, content that when you, you know, when we see them, um, you know, when you interact with those, you know, you, you know, you should be able to, you know, share them. Hallelujah. So please, I want to encourage us to share those. Uh, when not just like, not just view, you know, let's share them because the more you share those uh, materials, uh, the, you know, the algorithm recognizes that a lot of people are interacting with this content and they put it out. To other, you know, uh, audience who are not following the page, are we together? Yeah. So, but if you just pass by and you don't like them, you don't, uh, you know, for, you can, for my own page, you can you can ignore that. But I'm talking about for the church one, okay? The church one where we had content and everything. Do well to share them, okay? Because my page is actually the things I share on my page are, are Lord Menas kind of content. <laughs> right. So comedy. So, but you know, that was I think I shared one. All right. So that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure that I'm going to share another comedy again. <laughs> Praise God! So please don't forget. Don't forget. And um, also, like I, also our Instagram pages, our Instagram page too as well. Yeah, pages. We have um, the choir page. We have the church page. Please let's uh, follow them. Let's like and follow and uh, share when you feel this content is going to bless somebody. Hallelujah! Praise God! So let's go into the world. Let's go straight into the world. You know, I, 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 and while we were praying, while I came inside, and when I came into the church, a word came to my spirit, and I echoed it out, you know, uh, I echoed it out, you know, and that word is, I have an upper hand. Okay, I have an upper hand. Hallelujah. I have an upper hand. Glory to God. Uh, you have, you do, we have an upper hand. You are not disadvantaged. Amen. You're not disadvantaged. A believer is not disadvantaged. You, I'm talking to you, self, today, seated today in the church, love them in assembly. You are not disadvantaged. You have the upper hand. Hallelujah. You have the upper hand. You have the upper hand. You see, you know, uh, you, you know, the, the, the one who has the upper hand is the one who, who has uh, the instrument, the tools to win the battle. Okay, but now let me tell you this. Okay, this is just a word by the Spirit to all of us. Um, you see, okay, I was meditating on something, and that was I, w I wanted to. Um, um, so I am, I am ministering to someone who is under the oppression of the devil. Okay, so and, and I've been ministering to that person. She's obviously you know, under the oppression of the devil, um, and so and I still. I'm still, I'm still going to minister. So at a point, it occurred to me that, you know, I don't have much time, much access to this person as much as 
the demonic influence around the person. So the person, you know, interact more with the demonic influences around her. Okay, interact more. I'm not going to mention name and anything. Okay, so but yeah, you know, for me, I mean, start to the person once in, um, once in one once in the blue moon. Okay, once in a while. Okay, just so I just just occurred to me. I said, no, no, no. I have the upper hand, okay? Praise God. I have the upper hand. Upper hand in the sense that I don't care whichever demonic influence the person's got, all right? I am going to go aggressive. <laughs> Praise God. I use the word aggressive for a reason. Like, I'm not going to allow the devil have the way of, because the season movie is taking too long, all right? The episode is taking too long. And I said, no, no. I have the upper hand. I am going to make sure that I'm not going to allow the devil to have, you know, his way on this person's life, all right? So uh, while I was just meditating, I was just, just occurred to me again that I, as a believer, I'm seated together with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. I do have the upper hand. Amen. And you do. We have the upper hand. You know, in the battle, uh, in our walk of faith, are we together, everybody? In our walk of faith, we are not, you know, this is very important. You should know this because I think, I should also bring that to our consciousness that we didn't come to church because you are afraid of demons and that's why you're in church. You know, some people actually come to church. Yeah, if I don't come to church today, uh, I think I'm going to be experiencing some demonic you know, oppressions in my life. Not like that. Okay, The reason why we, we fellowship is to learn, of course, to receive. Today we are looking at how to receive from God or how to receive. All right, again, we're looking at that. But but generally, when we come to church, when we come to meetings, fellowship together, we are not the victim that is looking for deliverance. Okay? We don't know. We're not the victim. We're not the victim. We're not afraid of the devil. If I, let me tell you this. The devil is very, very afraid of me. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Let me use the word. Let me say this to you. For you, as a believer, let me say this to you. The devil is very, very... I'm, you know when Jesus says something? Jesus says, very, very, I say unto you. Okay? That's what I'm trying to say here. The devil is very, very... Afraid of you. Amen. Like very, very. So very, very. So uh, you have to come to that point where you understand that, see, I am who the word of God says I am. Amen. I am who the word of God says I am. And I win always. I win always. And I'm not trying to, you're not trying to fight the devil. You're not trying to fight the devil. You are already a winner. You're already the winner. You are more than a conqueror. You know what that means? The Bible says you are more than a conqueror. A conqueror is someone who goes to battle and wins the battle. So a conqueror goes to war, wins the war, and he returns with the spoil of the battle. And he said, this is the conqueror. But the Bible says you are more than a conqueror. You know what it means? It means that you wouldn't go to the battle, but you won. You know why? The person who went to the battle is Jesus. The person who did the victory is Jesus. He went to the cross. He won. The Bible says, I won't spoil principalities and power. He made a public show of them. Okay? He made a shame of them. And the victory, the victory, the trophy of what he did on the cross, he handed it over to you who didn't lift a sword in the battlefield. And that's why you are more than a conqueror. You are more. Say, I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. You, have, you have an upper hand. You have. You do. You do have an upper hand. You're not a victim. You're a victor. Hallelujah. I am not a victim. I am not a victim. I am a victor. Please, you've got to understand this. You've got to understand this. We're not coming to church to meet because we're afraid of the devil. Some people come to church because they couldn't sleep overnight. So, of course, it's good I understand because when you come to meetings like this, there's corporate anointing. You couldn't sleep overnight because you had nightmares. Demons were pursuing you. They were pressing you in your dream. You, were, you had sleep paralysis, and you were afraid. Every time you had patterns, and that's why you came to church. You said, see, I can't wait for Sunday to come. I can't wait for Thursday. And you came to meetings, hoping that after the meeting, you know, okay, well, yeah, I, I came to receive deliverance from, yes, you will get that. Hallelujah. you get that. But honestly, to be honest with you, God wants you beyond that. God wants you in such a place. God wants you in such a stage where you are not in the position where you are seeking for such, or you are in the position of victory always, perpetually. How are you going to try to say? Always. That you do have an open hand. You know, I told you about some time. Then, 
Not now. Okay, I don't experience such again. That's true. Like it's been ages that I had those terrible demonic dreams. Like so long, like over 10 years or 15 years, I think more than that, that I had demonic dreams. Where maybe the way I interpret it now is different. Okay? Because I remember those days, you know, I would have dreams and I would see head, you know, ordinary head and, you know, blood pursuing me. Maybe from the maybe from the dream, maybe from the movies that we watch, or no, but whichever the case may be. But I had such oppression that everybody knew when I was growing up, you know, that I would see old women, you know, as a little baby boy. I would see women, you know, I would be screaming, you know. And my mom would bring a cream uh, from a village, they would send it and they would use the cream, they call it ori, to rub my face, rub my eyes, so that I would not be seeing the things I'm seeing, you know, that I was seeing rather. And, you know, and after, you know, they rub it on me, of course, my, you know, I would have confidence. Yeah, the consciousness that, yes. But whichever the case may be, I was, I was actually oppressed. Okay, I was oppressed. Because I was having those experiences, those all kinds of things. I would have dreams, you know, pressing me in the night, all kinds of, you know, demonic, uh, you know, assaults. You know, all kinds, all kinds of, I don't know if you have experienced that, but I had those experiences. I grew up like that. I grew up, but I got victory in Christ Jesus. You know, I got victory. And I'm telling you that I never had such again when I started knowing when I ha- who I am in Christ Jesus. You know, you get to a point where you even had such dreams and you now wake up in the middle. You know, sometimes as you're about to wake up, you're entering that cycle of waking up and you realize you're about to wake up, you know, assaulted, bullied. You know, sometimes you say, I, you know, you're about to wake up and you know that if you open your eyes completely wide, eh? It will be difficult for you to go back into that same episode. Yeah. You know, because by the time you sleep again, you may end up starting a new movie. <laughs> a new, you understand, a new dream. So as you're about to wake up, you say, no, in the name of Jesus, I go back. I go back. Like, no, no, no. You know what, you know what someone trying to say? You know, I remember those days I came home and somebody, one of our neighbors, slapped me. A tall guy slapped me. And I came to my dad and I was crying. Oh, my dad said, what happened? He said, can't you jump and slap him? You know? <laughs> That's what my daughter told me. Then I was very young then. In Oluatui. He said, can't you jump? Why must he slap you? And you cry back home. Can't you jump back and slap him? You know, that kind of thing. That you are about. Someone was pursuing your dream with cutlass. Or a masquerade. Or all kinds of things are pursuing. And you're now about, as a child of God. Who knows who you are in Christ Jesus. So let's say peradventure in the dream. You lost consciousness for a few seconds. So that's why the person took advantage. You go back with the consciousness of who you are in Christ Jesus. You go back. Make sure the dream starts again. You don't, comp- you don't call me, but you don't start saying, ah, what could the dream mean? What could the dream mean? What do you mean by what could the dream mean? And you have say, some people say, oh, pastor, I don't know. What is the meaning of the dream? What is, why would you be asking the meaning of such dream? A child of God is asking the meaning of a dream that they masquerade here with, with, uh, with uh, Cain. is pursuing you. What is the meaning? I don't know the meaning. The meaning simply means that you are ignorant. That's what it means. You are ignorant. No ignorance. See, I'm not denying the fact that demonic oppressions exist. I'm saying that my people perish for lack of knowledge. A person can, be def- can, be a- can experience defeat because of his ignorance. And we are saying that we've got some knowledge. We have upper hand. And you can see. I'm going to use this, you know, uh, this day. I remember some years ago. Are we together, everybody? I remember some years ago, I was walking in one of the clinics. And I shared this this story before to us. I was was walking in the clinic, and a friend of mine, whom I had been talking to about the gospel, she saw me upstairs, okay, in the lab. And she said, oh, you work? I said, yeah. So I was working my laptop. You know, then, you know, if you have a laptop, you know, I mean, not now. Everybody has a laptop. Almost everybody has a laptop. You know, and she saw me. I had a laptop, and you have a laptop in Nigeria with internet. I'm talking about then. So modem, yeah. yeah. I had modem, and it was, you know, you know, I'd act it. You know? <laughs> we had access it. We had sent those codes to MTN multiple times. Amen. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> Amen. And the lady saw me, and she came up. I said, she, I said, she come up. So I was working in the lab. She said, can I use a laptop to check my mail? I said, yes. Please, follow this. This is for us, okay? This message for us. It's not just a story, but to bless you. And she, I gave her my laptop. 
Then she said, I told her she should, you know, she said she wanted to check her mail. So she had my, she had my laptop, she opened my laptop, and she, I was working in the lab, you know, we're collecting blood samples, and, and she was at the corridor trying to walk and trying to do something on the laptop. Then after like 15 minutes, she said, Nife, he's not going, he's not going. I said, okay, he's going. She said, there's no network. There is network. So I said, there's network. So I went out of the corridor. Then I saw, so I peeped. I said, because I had my glove. I said, oh, there is network. So I went back again. Say, eh. So she hit the buttons again, tried to log in. It was not working. Then I went back there. Then I sat down with her. I said, oh, you know what she was doing? I told you before. I don't know if some of you remember. What she was doing, you know, she wanted to check her mail. You know, when you put, for example, you know, let's say my name, my email ID is Ibemi Adenife. No, you put it where you're supposed to put username and you put password. So she put the username in the address bar. So the address bar is where you put www.yahoomail.com. So she cleared those places, okay, and she put her username there, okay, and she was, uh, and she extended, she put password and everything in that address bar, and she pressed enter. She pressed enter. Now, you said, ah. Now, uh, you know, let me tell you this, see. This is exactly what happens to all, most believers. We keep typing the wrong thing, the right thing in the wrong place. And we expect God to answer. We expect to receive a connection. There is network. Amen. The internet is fast. Everything is okay. Everything proper. But she was typing the right information in the wrong place. But whose fault would that be? Is it the internet fault? Is it my laptop fault? It's not, but because of ignorance. The same thing happens to believers. We don't know how things work. We just say, uh, we know, I'm Christian. I'm born in Christian home. And you, you, <laughs> yeah, and say, well, and my name is even Christian. You know, and you, uh, and you, and you say, well, I know this thing is not working. God is not working. I can't receive anything from God. You must learn how to receive from God. You must learn how to worship God. See, is where I'm going to worship God. You, you must learn what it means, how to pray. You must learn how to worship. What it means, you have to learn it. Deliberately, the same way you go to learn what it means by address bar, what it means by, you know, this. you have to learn how to walk with, the, you know, how to connect to God. The internet is there. It's full. The network is full. But you must learn how to do what? How to connect. How to receive. Hebrews 11. Let's start from there. Hebrews 11, 6. Amen. Amen. Are we together, everybody? Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, you must learn how to receive from God. And, and that's, that's why you see believers who have believed Jesus keep, you know, falling victim of things that are not supposed to, you know, be. You are who the word of God says you are. You are a child of God. I am who the word of God says I am. I can hear you. I am who the word of God says I am. You know, you know, you know, you know, you can, you can, you can pray like this. You can scream and shout and do all those things, and yet you are even putting the wrong information in the wrong place. But I'm not saying screaming and you know is wrong. Okay, I'm just saying you've got to understand how it works. How it works? You know, let me say this: it takes, it does not take faith. Mm. Let me. I don't want to jump. Hebrews eleven six. Are you there? He said, but without faith, it is impossible to please, to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I'm going to read Amplified Version. He said, but without faith, it is impossible to walk with God and please him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he rewards those who endlessly and diligently seek him. So this is it. So this is just foundational, okay? He's saying this, that if you must come to God, you must believe first that God exists and that there is, a, there is an oppression in God that, God, that God is a rewarder, that God rewards those who seek him diligently. To diligently seek him means that you are very careful. You know, I use the word careful. In other words, you're not just seeking God willingly, anyhow. You know, some people say, well, you know, always go to God. Always lead to God. This one is serving his God. This one is serving this God. Oh, no, see, you are on your own. No? Jesus said, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So there is a diligent seeking of God. So he said, he that comes to God 
must believe that God is or God exists and that he rewards diligently those who seek him. Are you following me, everybody? That's by the way, but let's jump to, uh, uh, uh. so but he started by saying, he said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Of course, what we're looking at is actually, you know, faith is essential or is rudiment to the entire thing that I'm going to be talking about today. And I hope, as I was praying, that it will not just be one of another faith message, but indeed that it will stir up certain, you know, spirit of faith in you so that you position yourself to know how to receive from God, how to function in God, so that you will not be typing the right information in the wrong bar. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? Let's go to James. James. James and chapter 1. James and chapter 1. James 1. Hallelujah. James and chapter 1. Holy Spirit. James 1, verse 5. He says, if any man, he said, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally and upbraid, and upbraided not. You know what that means? It means that, you know, that's what it means. It means that when God gives you, when you ask God for something, God will give you without saying that uh, you, you that you have asked me for forgiveness of sin multiple times, you think I will give you? You have you that have been taking me for granted all this while? No, I'm not going to answer you. I you 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 that after I give you some gave you something the last time, okay? You said you will share testimony. You did not share the testimony. You did not share the testimony, and now you are asking again. You are coming again. No, I'm not going to answer you. You know some people say, well, you know the reason why God probably God is not answering me because the last time I not share the testimony, I forgot to share the testimony. So God is probably beefing me. Okay, God will not beef you. It's a, it's a, see, let me say this to you, very important. That, 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 that alone, that thought alone, eh, already denies you of faith. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So it, this is what I'm trying to say. A lot of things are fighting faith in our mind. Fighting faith in our spirit. So you have, and most of the things that are fighting faith is, are things that you built up yourself over the years. Is that where? It, it is because, it is because, it is not because. So this, this is it. He's saying that God, he said, he said that God will give you what? Liberally, freely, without upbraiding. I'll read, I'll read the version of verse 6. He said, but he must, he said, but verse 6 of, um, uh, no, verse, um, uh, verse 5, thank you. He said, if any of you lack wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance, he is to ask of our benevolent God, okay, who gives to everyone generously without rebuke or blame, and it will be given to him. So he will give Without rebuke or blame. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. You have to understand it's not Shango that you're praying to. You have to understand that the person who you are praying to is not a shoe. You know, and I was, I was discussing, you know, we're discussing, I have said again, that, you know, you know, you know because I, 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 I am, okay, maybe I, that's not the message, but I don't know if I just say for two minutes. You know, you know, you know I think I told us, you know, a shoe is not Satan. I told us a while ago, a shoe is not Satan. You know, in Yoruba, from where I came from, you know, we, you know, the our, you know, our far, our, the people who translated Bible from English or whatever to Yoruba, they have succeeded in in giving, you know, uh, Satan to a shoe. A is just one of those deities in Yoruba land. And in fact, they say, you know, Shulao Logiroko. You know, just have that. You know, in fact, in the concept of a shoe. The concept of a shoe in the Yoruba folk story is that when you do good, so a shoe is a, a shoe function by the principle of kama, kama. Okay? Yeah, it functions by the principle of kama. So, you know, a shoe says that when you do good, okay, I'll do you good. When you do bad, amen, I'll do you bad. That's the concept of a shoe. A shoe, a shoe seems to be someone who feels that it will balance things. So, in other words, if there is deforestation in your country, if you do deforestation and there is climate change, and there is disaster. They, they assume that issue is one trying to balance things because you did deforestation. So, but if you do forestation and there is no disaster, they say issue has said there won't be. So, is that the concept of you know? So, when you come to a Yoruba person and you bring Jesus to the person and the person that you know new issue, you know issue, are you? like okay, it's only issue. The fight is against issue. Shango is okay. Are you gonna try to say it? I, 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 I'm talking about someone that is indigenously Yoruba who understands Yoruba well. 
where who is an idol worshiper in Yoruba land who worship all the gods, Yemoja, Oshu, Eshu, and all of them, okay? And you come and isolate Eshu as a Satan. I'm talking my point is that Satan is the spirit, is the demonic spirit of darkness, okay? There is in all, you know, those evil idols. So not like, not just don't isolate Eshu alone. I just try to explain. Are you going to say yeah? So, Satanic, I Are you going to say yeah? Praise God. All right, are we together, everybody? All right, that's just about What was I saying? So he said this. He said, he said if anyone lacks wisdom, okay, I said, I said, look at it. So God does what? God gives to everyone what? Liberally, generously, without blame, without rebuke. So God will give you. Hey, man, say God gives me. So God will give you without rebuke, without blame. I repeat again. God will bless you without rebuke. Without blame. He blesses generously. God blesses generously. The Bible says he that spared not his own son, but freely give him to us. How shall he not, but deliver him of us? How shall he not with him freely give us all things? Are we together here? He said he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How, do, do you know, the Bible says, the Bible says why we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Can't you come to that consciousness? Let that consciousness sit down in you. Let it sit deep. That while we were yet sinner, while we have not done shebitire, while we have not done good, while we have not done anything bad, or while we have anything good, that is what rewarding God died for us. Amen. I mean, you don't get what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. I repeat again. While we were yet sinners, Hebrews 5, 8, read down. While we were yet sinners, is a Hebrews 5 from 5, 5 down to 8. He said, while we were yet sinners, while we were still ungodly, ungodly, Christ died for us. So it is not now, okay, that you have even known him, that you had embraced him, and you make one mistake, that I say, oh, no. I uh, know I won't beef against you. No. <laughs> Why you were yet sinners? Why you were terrible? Why you had not received him? You had not known him. He died for us. That is wonderful. That is the God. This is our God. This is the God of creation. This is the God who created the heavens and the earth. He's a loving father. He's a giver. He has been given, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. that He, gave, he didn't say for God so loved the church. He said for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Who does that? Who does that that, gave, that will give himself totally? Hallelujah. Praise. So, you know, you can give a car as a gift. You can give all kinds of things because you know that you're going to let go of these things. But you gave yourself. He gave himself to us. He's a giver. God is a generous God. Hallelujah. Is it, and I, I have a reason why I'm emphasizing this. Because number one, it says this. In Hebrews 11 that we read. It said, he that must come to God must believe that he is. So if you are coming to God to believe that he exists, what existence do you believe in God? About God? Are you going to try to say yes? Am I communicating to us here? So if you say God exists, what exactly do you believe about God's existence? Kilo, kilo believe the God's existence. What exactly do you believe about God's existence? Where you know, you know, uh, is the God that rain fire down? Is the God that you know, you know, because the descriptions of that many have of God is exactly the same thing as Shungo, is exactly the same thing as the idol they were coming from, is exactly the same picture. Because you know, is and that's why we keep emphasizing that the image of God is Jesus. We see God, we see Jesus, and we see God. He said, Haven't you seen the Father? He said, The Father is in me, I am the Father. He said, either I've seen me, I've seen the Father. So we have to now see Jesus and know how, God, how generous God is. God is, listen, listen about everybody. God is very generous, not just with, oh no, when we talk about generosity, we are looking about, okay, maybe cars, money. God is generous with forgiveness. Amen. He's generous with forgiveness. When I mean generous, you know, you know they, they, they couldn't find a word for it in 1 John 3. He said, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. The word there bestowed. They couldn't find the exact word to describe it. That's why they just use it. They just find the word bestowed. The extension, they say, what kind of love the Father has lavishly poured upon us. Amen. You know, have you seen Igbo, Igbo people? When they do celebration, they just, you know, amen. <laughs> 
they just pour it. <laughs> like, oh boy, yeah, yeah. Are you afraid? Say, yeah. It's plenty. It's plenty. He said, What manner of Lord the Father has bestowed upon us, has lavishly poured upon us to be called the sons of God? He lavishes it. Forgiveness is one of it. God lavishes his forgiveness. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? God forgives generously. He's a forgiver. Hallelujah. He's a forgiver. A forgiver. He's a chronic forgiver. Like he forgives without thinking twice. He says, your iniquity, I will remember no more. Ah, 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 who does that? It's not amnesia. That's not that could be maybe memory loss. That's not memory loss. I repeat it to you. Maybe you are here today. You feel, oh, maybe God is remembering my sin. God said, I will forgive. He said, I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel. He said, their iniquity. He said, I will forgive their iniquity. And I will remember it no more. But do you know, God also said that, he said, the Bible said, he said, ah, God said, he said, I will, he said, ah, what did he put in now? <laughs> in Hebrews 6, he said, God is not unjust. Yeah. Amen. Listen, 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 you know. He said, listen, he said, God is not unjust to forget your works and labor of what? Look at, look at the things that God is not, God is not forgetting. And look at the things that he's forgetting. He's saying that your iniquity and your sin, I will remember no more. Then he's telling you that your works, eh, I will not forget. Obato. <laughs> Obato. What is it? And that is where you are in that kind of essay where I'm telling you, someone say, Well, I have cleaned chair once. I have preached the gospel to somebody once. I'm a pastor. And sometimes I ask some people, Have you talked in tongues before? Hmm. I talk in tongues once. You talk in tongues once? The tongue, the tongue, you will, you will, you have for you to have talked in tongues. So God is the Bible says he said, he said, the Bible says God does not withdraw his gift. So don't worry. You just you just need more faith to stir you up to talk in tongues and more. My point is listen up, everybody. If someone said, Well, I have I have done this for the Lord once, you know, God is not unjust. Amen. To forget what? Your labor. Are we together? But he said that he said, Your iniquity, I remember no more. Is a God is a giver of forgiveness. He forgives and he gives it. He gives his spirit. The Bible says, look at it. When they were describing in Joel, when Joel was describing, he said, He said, the last day, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. I will pour. You know, you don't pour like you don't pour with think with you, you don't pour with syringe. You pour when you pour. You pour. <laughs> Amen. You know, I don't know how to put it. You know, I don't find the exact synonym for that word again. You you give out. Lavishly, he said, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Gift of the spirit. That's why many people don't know. Gift of the spirit, too, as well. Everything. Listen up, everybody. Look at this. Let's just finish this place. We move to John 1. Look at it again. In James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance, let him ask our benevolent God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let him what? Let him ask our benevolent God who gives to everyone generously without rebuke. He says, now listen everybody, what did he ask? What did he say we should ask? He said, if anyone would ask what? Good. And he says that when God gives, okay, God gives to all men what? So, he said, if any man will ask, he said, if you look at it, everybody, he said, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men, liberally. Now, listen, that gives, did he say that gives wisdom? Are you following me? He did say that gives wisdom to all men, liberally. He said, let him ask of God that gives to all men. So, he, 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 needs, so he described the character of God that God gives to all men. So, whether it is wisdom, it is forgiveness or any kind of giving that God gives as within God. God does not give sickness. Amen. So maybe we should put that one there. Okay. We should, we should remind ourselves of that clause. You know, I say, well, you know, this sickness that I have is a gift from God. No. I, yeah, yeah, it's really, you know, you've seen people like that. A lot, a, lot, a lot of people have been on the sick bed. You go there to pray for them. You say they, they already agreed that what they are experiencing. I've met people like that. What they are experiencing is God punishing them. Or better still, is God giving them that. God does not have sickness to give. He's not in his quiver. He's not in his warehouse. He does not have sickness nor cancer to give. Am I communicating to us here? Acts chapter 10 verse 38. He said, how God anointed Jesus 
of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were what? So the healing, he was healing those that were oppressed of the devil. Sickness is an oppression of the devil. Sickness is a, is a distribution and is a gifting from the devil, not from God. Am I communicating to us here? So what Jesus went to do was to heal those that were oppressed of the devil. So very important. So we must understand that God, because that, that also inhibits faith. It inhibits, I repeat, it inhibits faith. When in your mindset, you feel that, well, this sickness is from the Lord. He's teaching me a lesson. And the lesson he's teaching me is because he has said that, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't, the last month, I got $10,000. I'm supposed to give $1,000. I tight. But, hmm, but, that day, I saw a branch to Daraton. And I saw goods. I also thought, well, let me just buy $1,000. Let me just, because even me, self, I'm God's temple. Amen. So, I, as I use 1,000, to treat the temple of God. Now, so <laughs> after you have treat, you have taken care of the temple of God, you stepped home, you go home, and the sickness came. And after sickness came, you said, Ah, Lord, I am sorry. This is a devourer in my life. Now, listen up, listen up, everybody. We can go on and on and keep saying many things, okay? But this is very, very fundamental. It is very fundamental that that concept doesn't exist in the New Testament. This is it, this is it. God is a giver of life. He came to set those that were bound, he came to set them free. He came to preach liberty. He came to preach to the poor. The Bible says, he said, the spirit of God is upon me because he has anointed me to heal the sick, to, to preach the gospel to those that are poor, to set at liberty those that are held captive, to declare the acceptable. That is what the spirit of God upon him is anointed him to do. If the spirit of God upon him is anointed him, he has not anointed him to give sickness. Hallelujah. So what we are trying to say is this, that when a man is sick, or when you're sick, you've got to step in victory, and take hold on your upper hand, you know, tools, and use it to wage war, or better still, to, to, to delete what the devil is implanting into your life. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? You have to do that vigorously. In the name of Jesus. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? You don't, you don't, how can you be against God? I remember somebody told me once. A guy, I was trying to reach out to preach to that guy. And he came to me. And I told him, I said, we're discussing. He said, he said uh, whatever has come to man, it is God's will. So he's saying, because he was going through a terrible situation. Very terrible one. He said, it is the will of God. I said, ah. I told him, I said, I can't pray for you. I remember I told him it was in, in the gate of Ayeti. Very, very, very. I said, I can't pray for you. He said, why? I said, I cannot. You want me to go against God? When this is the will of God, how do you want me to go against God? If you have accepted that it is the will of God, you are doomed forever. <laughs> Satan cannot deliver you in this. Because it is the will of God. Are you going to try to say yeah? <laughs> If your sickness is the will of God, Satan will not come close. It is the will of God. Just begin to celebrate him. Father, I thank you for giving me this gift. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Thank you for blessing me with this misery that you have come to my life. No, 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 no. That, that's the problem. That's the problem because we put, we give the devil's goodies and we use it to praise God. No, it doesn't work like that. You must understand from where it is coming. When you know where it is coming, you will know how to use what you've got in Christ Jesus to delete it. Not for two seconds, but by standing in faith, you resist the devil. The Bible says, whom you resist, steadfast in what? In faith. Are you what I'm trying to say here? You pick the faith and you resist the devil. Am I communicating to us here? But first and foremost, we are saying this. First and foremost, you must understand that God is a benevolent God. And he gives freely without blame. He will give freely without checking your background. In fact, in checking your background, he will check the cross. God, that is your, that is your newest background. The cross is our background. The cross is my background. I, I, the, the cross is my background. He said, if any man is in Christ Jesus, the new creation, it was not a document to put in your head. 
God recognizes that. That if any man is in Christ Jesus, all things are passed away. Look here, all things have become new. The cross becomes your background. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? Paul said, he said, I am crucified to this word. He said, he said, I will rejoice only one thing. He said, in the cross, from whom I am crucified to this word, and also the word is crucified unto me. The cross becomes your background. So they were in my history. See, see. Are you what I'm trying to say here? He said, in my family, in my this and this, is the cross. When you, I repeat, I'm telling you now, I am putting it to you. When you look back at your history, what are you seeing? The cross. If you are not seeing the cross, eh? Ah, ah start seeing the cross. Oh, are you I'm trying to say? Yeah. You should start doing what? Start seeing the cross. The cross is your starting point. That's where you began from. That's where the new man began from. The Bible says the first Adam, the last Adam. The Bible speaks about Jesus. It says the last Adam. The last Adam was crucified on the cross. You must understand. Why are we saying this? We are saying this so that you understand number one the nature and the character of God. That the character of God, number one, God is a benevolent God. God gives freely. Hallelujah. He gives freely. But look at what we read earlier. He says, he says, if anyone lacks wisdom, he said, let him ask of God that gives freely. This is that gives wisdom. He gives freely. So he talks about the character of God. It's like, oh, this one, he gives freely. Amen. So he gives. So the, the apostle, hallelujah. Sometimes I like to go inside the mind of the apostle. How are they seeing these things? How you going to try and say, look at it. He said, look at it again. Hey, whoa, hey, whoa, hey, whoa now. Look here now. Look here. Look at this. He said, if any one of you lack wisdom, he said, there is TV there too. If any of you lack wisdom, what did he say? Let him ask of God that gives freely and upbraided not, and it shall be given unto me, unto him. Next verse, next verse, verse six. He says, that, but let him ask what? Listen, in faith, not wavering, for he that wavers is a wave seed driven by the wind and toast. Next verse seven. That's where I'm going. He said, let him, let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Look here, everybody, look here now. He said, okay. He said, let them know that man think that he shall receive anything. But what did he ask in the beginning? Wisdom. But by the time he's explaining about the character of God and what the man will receive, he's talking about anything. God gives anything. Don't let that man think he will receive anything if he wavers. So this is the concept. We are trying to say this. We are not teaching about wisdom here, okay? But we are using Apostle James' wisdom teaching to explain how God gives. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? In other words, we are trying to say, if it is forgiveness... If it is the Holy Ghost, maybe you want the baptism of the Spirit. You want to be so filled with the Spirit so that you talk in tongues. You want to move the power of God. You want to be able to function in prophecy and gifts of prophecy. You want to receive, you have been praying to God for a new job or for something, and you are doing something, you have been praying and praying and trusting God for something. The same principle that you, a man will use to, a man who prays for wisdom, we use to receive the same principle, he will use to receive anything, including the Holy Ghost. Are you going to say, yeah? You know, some people don't want to talk about the Holy Ghost. That's why they, okay, let, let, okay, Galatians, 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 Galatians 3, Galatians 3, 5. Galatians 3, 5. Help me out. Now, look at, so Paul is speaking here. Now, Paul is saying that, so Paul spoke to the Galatian church. He said, he that minister the Holy Ghost to you. So he's talking about him. Ah, oh, ah, yeah, yeah. Let's start from one. Okay, let's have a one. Oh, foolish Galatians. Now, look at all oh, foolish Galatians. Who has believed you? I hope you know what that means. He said, you know, another version says, oh, senseless Galatians. Oh, thoughtless Galatians. Anyone has another synonyms? Is superficial? Did I write superficial? I'm telling you, a lot of believers are superficial. Very superficial. You must be deep. Look your neighbor and say, you must be deep. Uh-uh. See, he's over there. He's over there. I don't want, you know, I, I know, see, I know. By the spirit. See, I, I want to say Walat a lie. But see, Walat a lie. See, listen, eh? By the spirit, I know. There are some believers. They are here like this. They are here. They are here. Listen, listen, listen. They are here. You know, let me tell you, they, they actually love God. Let me, let me say, see, I know a lot of dynamite that people are going through. They actually love God. They love God. Indeed. They love God. They've seen what God has done. Especially that forgiveness aspect of, you know, it's the same, the same, um, amen. 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 You know, that character that ladies, not just ladies, okay, but ladies have it the more. <laughs> Men have, you know, little of it. The character of, for example, they are in a relationship, they are in like three relationships. Listen, no, listen, listen. No, let me just say, hey. You, they say, hey. They say, hey, they think. 
Our pastor is this boys that do this thing. Listen, let me finish. Let, thank you. I am talking about, see, I am not saying, about, I'm not talking about the relationship that they talk verbally, that I'm in a relationship with you, yeah? I have said yes to you. See, there are certain relationships that persons are in, but they, they are not, they are in relation with the person, but they didn't, there was no verbal commitment. No definition. I will explain. This one has money. So he said, he's my friend. He's my friend. They kept, they keep this one close because he spends money, but they, in their mind, they know, ah, I cannot, I cannot marry or date him. But he has money to. I'm talking. Hey, hey. You see? <laughs> Amen. Is that man I'm talking now? So now this one. Look at it. Look at it. Look at. It. Listen up. There's another one who is a very good boy, very good boy, nice boy. But but a nice boy. If he even goes to church, he wears cut and sew sometimes. You know what I mean? Cut and sew, pant trouser and tie. So they feel. Ah, there's no drip, no track. There's no drip. But, but, but when they want advice, like after these other ones have stabbed the heart, or something has happened, it is a fresh guy whom they come to and pour the emotional trauma to. So he just say, I understand, I understand. It is well. I understand. So they are actually, amen. So, but the one, the one, the one they gave verbal commitment to is the drip one. But the drip one, may, I'm not saying see, you can be, you can you can be, you can drip and have the Holy Ghost, okay, and be a spender. Amen. Yeah. Listen, I know they'll be happy now. They say, yes, yes. You know why they're happy? Because pastor by the pastor by the grace of God, through the grace of preaching, has put all the three together. But it's difficult to find all the three together. So as it's difficult to find all the three together, they now maintain. Three relationships. <laughs> they will give verbal commitment to only one. And most of the ones they give verbal commitment is the drip one. It depends on the value system. It depends on the value system. So the va- I'm not communicating to us here. So they give, they give verbal commitment, but as they give verbal commitment to it, they are also careful not to be too committed. They are just, so there's a little of confusion. But let's just put it that here. You know why I'm saying this? I'm saying this in relation to God too. That, I mean, people, some, people have that same attitude in their mind. So they also come to church. So when they come, to, when they when they see God, they, when they come to God, they are excited about this kind of God that forgives freely. Uh uh-uh. So in the midst of all your weakness, ah, you come to God. God, here I am again. But when it time it seems that God is saying that ah, study the word, learn of me, and I'll give you rest. I want you to be discipled. Start. Spend time praying like in tongues, like 30 minutes. Ah, it's like this one is getting too serious. So by the time I get to this stage, eh, I will not be able to flex again. No. So what they do is that, what they do, this is what they do. Um, God, I love you, okay? We love you. You might dream. Eh, no. <laughs> I love you. Of course, they may not say that like that directly, but I'm summarizing it like that. So what they do, so what they do is this. Father, I will not be too far away from you. At least not like the prodigal son. Okay? He went too far. I'll be here. Okay? Are we here? When you need me, but not too deep. <laughs> Let's just stay superficial. I'll be here. <laughs> he, he sees the devil's got some goodies. Okay? Eh, I, 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 I can, you know, because the thing is that the character of double dating or triple dating is there normally. So you don't mind. And, and they're conveniently doing that. Let me tell you something. Eh? God will arrest you. Amen. Amen. I'm not talking to ladies alone. I'm talking to brothers too because he's, he's there. You know? I see the trait. And when I see the trait, sometimes I just say, uh, what I do is that I pray for the person. I say, no, over the years, as long as you shall, you are, you are, one way or the other, you are close to God. I mean, God has a way of getting, there is God who has a way of getting people. Amen. God, see, because you have not seen some other side of God that, you know, you've, the only side you have seen of God is the, you know, is the forgiving side. But, you know, the other side of God, you feel that maybe there is life and enjoyment in the world, okay? God's God that one. The Bible says, in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. It's just that you have not been able to assess that. You feel that, huh? Uh-huh. You know, everything is just boring. No, it's not boring. It's boring. It's boring. It's not boring. Are you going to try to say, yeah? Look your neighbor and tell you, it's not boring. It's not boring. It's not boring. It's not boring. Hallelujah. 
It's by the Spirit. See, listen up. So that, that's, that's just by the way. So let me, ah, yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. I, I, will, I will finish with Galatians. He's an all foolish Galatians, senseless, superficial Galatians. So he's saying to Galatians that these guys are very superficial. Amen? Amen. So Galatians are like that kind of description I gave now. That they really enjoy the love of God. But it's difficult for them to proceed further because they feel, ah, uh-uh, if God is just telling them to talk in terms of a few minutes. I mean, in the sense that, okay, commit to study the scripture. These are things that we not even like, demand much of. But of course, it will, of course, it will demand you committing. You know? I don't say you will not commit yourself. Okay? Read reading. He said, look at this. He said, who has bewitched you? That you should not obey the truth. Before whose eyes, what? Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth and crucified among you. So in other words, they are aware. Christ has superficially, uh, so Christ has been evidently presented as crucified among them. In other words, they are aware of the forgiving nature of God. So they have told them that, oh, Jesus Christ forgives. So they have seen it clearly. Next verse. Next verse. This would I learn of you. Receive the spirit. Of, did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? In other words, after they've heard faith, they went. Are you so foolish? I will be gone in the spirit. Did you see the same thing that I just explained? Are, are you so foolish? Are you so superficial? I will be gone in the spirit. Are you not made perfect by the flesh? So in other words, they started in the spirit, but when it's becoming, it's like it's getting serious. Ah, it's like God will, ah, you know, I'm telling you, see, let me say, I know, I know this. Let me just tell you a secret. There are some people here, they have the call of God on their life. They know. They know. They know. I'm serious. They know. They know. So anytime they notice that, they notice that, ah, they are getting close to God. And the prophetic gift, prophetic gift, and God is about to, God is about to be using them. In fact, sometimes in the meeting, sometimes we are praying, as we are praying, or they are in church like this, they are receiving revelations, understanding, you know, the things of God. Of course, they are not even doing Jim, Jim, Jimo. They just, they receive the things of the Spirit so easily. But if you have this thing, is getting me to I beg, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> I'm serious. I know what I'm talking about here. If I'm talking to you, you know. Amen. The Holy Spirit is ministering to you. Receive it. Okay. Haven't, haven't you so superficial? Are you so superficial? You've begun the Spirit. Are you not made perfect by the flesh? Next verse. Have you suffered so many things in vain? If it's been in vain. Okay, next verse. This is where I'm going. He that therefore ministers to the Spirit to you and works miracle among you, does it do it by the works of the law, by the hearing of faith? This is what I'm trying to say. Everybody listen up. Paul is saying to you, Paul is saying to them, he said, the one, he said, me, Paul, that came to you Galatians, I am, and I ministered the spirit to you. Do you think I did it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? So Paul is saying to the Galatians and saying to us all that the secret to his ministry is what? Hearing of faith. So he said, the administration of the Spirit and working on miracle school is by hearing of faith. In other words, listen everybody, you know, you could think that maybe Paul, they have certain special power. That when they came to Galatians, they would just wave their hand like this. As they waved their hand, they would be falling and everything. And people were just, you no, know, Paul is saying that, no, when I walk miracle among you, or when I minister the Spirit to you, what I did, so that you can receive the miracle, and you can receive the Spirit, is that I ensure that I took you to a place, a level, where you had faith. So that in the hearing of faith, you would receive the Spirit, and you will receive your miracle. This is what I'm trying to say. How do you receive from God? In the same way. The same way James explained it. That the way to receive, you receive by faith. And how do you receive by faith? You receive by faith by hearing faith. So you get to a place where you begin to hear God's word. So, for example, you cannot live by what Pastor Nifes said. Let me tell you, it's very important. See, listen, everybody. Allah will say anointing, you know. See, see, I am anointed, okay? And I, and I thank God for that. But you cannot leave Sunday service and say, well, uh, okay, let's say I just say, well, you are, you are the righteousness of God. And you leave Sunday service and say, Pastor Nifes said the righteousness of God. Oh, need, see, oh, need bad righteousness. I'm serious. You will, not, you will not enjoy the righteousness. I'm serious. I'm serious. Well, that's a lie. I'm serious. You will not enjoy it. You will not. You know why? See, I'm not saying, I'm not saying what I've said is not the truth. Well, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that after you have heard that you need to either take the message again and listen to it again and again, or you go into the world, as you are listening to the message, you are opening the scripture, you are underlining it, and you are crossing your leg, you are jumping up, you are screaming and shouting, you are devouring it, you are making it to sink in your heart. See, let me say to everybody, Faith, faith happens in the heart, not in the head. I repeat again. Faith happens where? In the heart. In Romans chapter 10, he said, For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. It is with the heart you believe. The heart is, is a principle of your spirit. So when you hear messages, the one I'm telling you now, okay, as I'm preaching to you sometimes, okay, let me say this. Sometimes as we are preaching, it's taste in the realm of sense knowledge. 
Sometimes some of you have been able to train your mind so well. But before coming to service, you prayed. You prayed for me. You prayed for the church. You prayed for yourself. So when the message is coming, it goes straight to your heart. Okay? Even as it has gone to your heart, you still need to go back home and put germination and put water and put, you know, fan, put everything, manure, fertilizer, so that it can germinate so quick and it will sprout and produce fruit. Am I communicating to you? But if you leave service with what enters your head, hey, you'll not get fruit. Oh. So this is the principle we're talking about here. Huh, God help me. I actually thought I would talk for 20 minutes. I thought I would talk for 20 minutes. And now I have talked for about 50 minutes or one hour. Oh, 50 minutes. Oh, 55 minutes. And 55 minutes. And I'm still, I still only talk about two, three scriptures. God help us. But I hope you got something today, yeah? I hope you got something today because it's by the Spirit. It's by the Spirit. The Holy Ghost will go into your heart and help you. So this is it. He said with the heart what? Man believes. So what you need to cultivate is to ensure that the word of God finds its place in your heart. When the word of God finds its place in your heart, you will produce fruit. You will receive from God. So this is it. The Bible says of his fullness. In John chapter 1. It says of his fullness have we all received grace for grace. Amen. Are we together here? Of his fullness. Of his fullness we receive. All that God wanted to give mankind. He has wrapped it up in Christ Jesus. So of his fullness, we receive. And how do we receive? We say God gives generously. He gives without blame. Then how do we receive in the giving? Because we have explained that there is a giving. If there is a giving, there must be what? The same thing we said earlier. There is internet supply to the laptop. But the other sister was not getting information because she was typing the wrong information. So what we are trying to say is this. How do you receive from the giving? This is how you receive from the giving. Know what is given. Amen. For example, let me say so. I told you one time. There was a, see, amen. <laughs> amen. Pastor Kenetegi was saying that there was a sister in Kenetegi's church. When Kenetegi was married, she was doing faith. And she was believing God for, for Kenetegi. Even while Kenetegi was married with children, he was bilingual. I claim him in the name of Jesus. Egin is mine. You know, I'm, I'm trying to see. Let, let, let me tell you this. I am married. I am married. There is no, see, for example, when he said, I, I claim Pastor Nife in the name of Jesus, he is mine. Pastor Nife is mine. Hallelujah. Let, let me tell you something. I'm, no, I'm, I'm saying that, see, that, I'm telling you that that is like putting email eh, in the address bar. That is not faith. So people get frustrated and say God does not exist. After typing wrong information in the wrong place, you are, you are asking things that, that, that you can never get. Say God does not exist. You want God to kill your wife? <laughs> are you not trying to say yeah, you know, What kind of prayer is that? So you can't pray. My point is what I'm trying to say is that when you are praying, when you are praying, know what God is giving. You cannot just be praying everything. Know what has been given so that you know what to receive. You just been giving. You, you, you can't say yeah. Are you get what you are asking for is your loss? A shulon inspire her. He's centered that is inspiring that. You, that can never be answered. If I go, you will never get beyond your roof. You answer will never come. It's best for you to go and kill. No, don't don't kill me. You are not a killer. The love of God is at work in you. In the name of Jesus, I am. I'm saying literally. Somebody was claiming that that the Egin's wife. I mean. That the egging himself. They were claiming that the egging. The woman came after so many years of claiming. It's not one year, it's not ten years when she was claiming. Oh, to tell you how she was very dogged in faith. That is not faith. That is unbelief. Amen. That is unbelief. Faith doesn't have such element. It takes. It does not take faith to think you are a sinner. It takes unbelief to think you are a sinner. It takes faith to believe that you are the righteousness of God. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? Did you get me today? We can go on and on and end it, but no, I believe that God has blessed us. I believe that we have gotten something today. Learn to discipline, learn to discipline yourself. Learn to stay your focus in the word. Know what has been given. Pray in that line. Pray in the line of what has been given. If God said by stripes you are healed, then you take that word and say, I'm healed. 
I receive healing. I am healed in the name of Jesus. And you stay on that. If God says that you bless the fruit of your works, you claim that. You speak that. You believe that. You internalize that. Let your heart believe it. If God has said something concerning your mind, for example, if you have been, if you have been suffering from condemnation, if God said there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, you say yes. I believe that in the name of Jesus, there is no condemnation. Open your mouth and begin to declare God's word. Begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says God, he gives benevolent. He is a benevolent giver. He gives freely. God gives freely, including forgiveness of sins. Have you been suffering from condemnation? You think you are not forgiven. I've got a word for you this morning. You are forgiven. God has given you forgiveness in Christ. You claim it by faith. You receive it by faith. Say, I receive forgiveness. In the name of Jesus. I receive forgiveness. I receive forgiveness. Have you been suffering from demonic oppression? You claim it by faith this morning. He said, in the name of Jesus, Christ has delivered me from the powers of darkness. I have been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. I am seated far above principalities and power. Every dominion that is, every name, dominion, name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. In the name of Jesus, I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. The greater one lives in me. You begin to speak those words. Don't speak it, just, not, not just today. You speak it when you get home. You speak it when you wake up. You speak it before you sleep. You speak it when you're walking to school. When you're walking to your workplace, you claim the word. You allow the word germinate in your heart. In the name of Jesus. You say, Lord, I receive from you today. I receive from you today. I receive healing from you today. I receive from you today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. 